0: Since the start of the attacks on Gaza, Israel has been running ads about the atrocities of Hamas against Israelis, the most common narrative being that Hamas allegedly beheading babies. Their most viral ad is an uncorroborated message appearing in children's videos, reaching out to parents for support. This is just one example of how disinformation is flooding online spaces and shows how vital it is that users understand how to navigate it. In the age of social media and breaking news, where information is shared first and verified later, users find themselves bombarded with more information than they can process, much less analyze as real or fake. In the Ukraine crisis, studies found TikTok to be a key source of misinformation for young users. Because social media algorithms show you content that aligns with your interests or views, users can easily get stuck in an information loop, or in this case, a misinformation loop. Even when posts are deleted or retractions and corrections are issued, Like with the alleged beheading babies claim, mistakes and retractions cannot be undone when they are already seared into viewers' minds. Prominent journalists and news outlets circulated the story in an effort to be the first to report, and President Biden repeated the claim, only to later walk back reports when it was unsubstantiated. But in a world of tweets and clickbait headlines, the details matter little despite the irreparable harm. The repetition of these stories and claims cements ideas of Palestinians deserving to be attacked and justifies acts of oppression, like collective punishment. Journalist Sophia Smith-Gaylor, whose work focuses on misinformation, said that another common one is a video seemingly showing the autopsy of a child burned alive. Videos like these are monetized ads that are heavily distributed to specific countries, some of which have gone against ad guidelines in their depiction of violence and relayed unsubstantiated content as fact. These ads by the Israel Foreign Ministry ran on YouTube and X, formerly Twitter, and were seen millions of times, with upwards of $7 million spent to run them. Inundating the public and international audiences with messaging to sway sympathy is common during war conflicts and crises, but the use of social media and ad campaigns as a propaganda technique is becoming the new reality favoring those with the capacity and resources to run them. The messaging is accepted, even reported at face value, without facts or scrutinizing the source. Incidents like the Al-Ali hospital blast have become focus points for arguments online, which only seeks to add to the noise and make it harder to filter out disinformation. At times like this, it becomes crucial to focus on individuals challenging disinformation. We have some resources in the link to the web version of this episode, This makes it harder for people internationally to see what's occurring on the ground and allows anti-Palestine propaganda to spread. Even seemingly well-meaning posts can also be misleading or share false AI-generated photos. In cases like this, look for both quality and quantity. Who is the source of this claim and who is supporting it? Do they have a history of sharing disinformation or reports that have been debunked? What is their authority or proximity to verified information? Even language plays a role in how information is received and understood. The term Israel-Hamas conflict is commonly used to describe the current crisis in Gaza. However, the term ignores the decades' worth of violence and oppression toward Palestinians and the skewed power dynamics of Israel, which has far more economic, political, and military strength than Palestinians. This can also be seen in reporting that uses language like X number of Israelis killed, and X number of Palestinians dead. By using an active voice for Israeli deaths and a passive voice for Palestinian victims, it changes how readers perceive that information. It makes the death of Palestinians seem less like a violent act against them. The use of dehumanizing language is often used against Muslim or Arab people, specifically men, to demonize them or justify their deaths. We see this when media equates Palestinians to Hamas or even ISIS, and how Instagram mislabels users as terrorists for simply identifying as Palestine, having the Palestinian flag emoji, or Alhamdulillah, which means praise be to God, in their bio. All of these efforts are harmful enough individually, but together, they actively change how Palestinians and the crisis they are experiencing under oppression are perceived. So much so that a genocide is happening right before our eyes, and we're not willing to accept it. The anti a Racism Daily is made possible by contributions from our community. Join in by making a one-time or monthly donation. You can find us on Venmo at Antaille Racism Daily. Thanks and have a great day.